Uncensored. I am your host, Chris Marler, joined by special guest, Clint, I forgot your last name. Don't get back. Clint Shamblin. Okay. Shamblin. I kept wanting to say Bowling, and that's a guy I went to high school with, I think. Did you go? Wait, you're talking about offensive lineman, Clint Bowling? That's not who I went to high school with. Never mind. I don't remember. I don't know. Well, Clint Bowling went to Georgia, right? He did. Rent free in my dome, brother. Just another <laughs> example of it. You already knew. You already I knew. knew. I knew. This <laughs> is unbelievable. No, um, Clint Shamblin from uh, Lockdown, Georgia. We have, uh, we've had him on like several times. Um, always had a good time. We've already got the sets and stuff out of the way off air, so we don't have to talk about it. Oh, that's no, cool. We Look right there. Um, th- this right here. See, can you see this? I can. What is that? This paper behind me? Yeah. yeah. Those are court uh, papers that I was served today because um, an accident. I got into a fender bender a year and a half ago, and this guy is trying to get money from his from the insurance company. I will never forget this. So like it it like totaled my car, but it was like because my car was like a piece of shit and it was like cheap. Um, I just like bumped into this guy and I'll never forget him getting out. He was completely fine. I thought I hit a tank. It like crushed in like the front part of my car. It, like yes. it was like not a serious accident. His car was like scratch free, everything. And I'll never forget him going like coming out of the car. And like, oh. Knocked over all the soup I had in my trunk. And I was like, I have so many questions that you've, why was there soup <laughs> in the trunk? Like what the fuck is happening right now? I uh, no joke had a when I was in high school I got I totaled a truck that I had uh, came out of a of a three way intersection and this gal was going sixty five and a forty uh, pla- like t boned my truck truck was totaled all the heck um, she yeah. was drinking she the police took her breath uh, just drunk driving but because I took away her right away I was at fault um, and in court um, against me she said I'm suing for damages she got a word like one point. She was driving drunk. Yeah. So she was drunk. Um, she was over the speed limit, all that. But because I took yeah. away her right away, I was at fault. Wow. Um, and uh, and during the court proceedings, one of her comments of why she needed $1.3 from the insurance company was because she could no longer perform her wifely duties to her husband. Wow. I said, okay, we're at this level. Like, this What's is... Okay. Please... Please explain more. Shit is that. Um, also, Randy Payne in the chat says, Go Dogs from Tipton, Georgia. I love Tipton. Come on. It's actually a pretty fun town. Tipton's like, I love passing Tipton if I'm going down to Valdosta because it's like, it's like the first sign of life in such like a long t- drive down there. Um, but he says, he says, you're back to back world champion. Well, I don't know about world champion. Well, but I mean, you name me another country that <laughs> has SEC last year. Yeah, that's, I mean, honestly, I can't. I can't think of, right. I can't think of one um okay so and we've got uh we've got comments in, from ben diesel one of our, our famous listeners about jarquez hunter we're going to talk about Rockwest. i mean jarquez hunter um very soon there's a lot of stuff going on with that um yeah just but anyway yeah, welcome in uh like we said from lockdown georgia bulldogs you know what just i just realized too is you brought this up uh hmm. or I, you brought up like the drunk driving thing you just talked about so do you remember the last time we were you were on this show and I tried to make this joke and I just yep. like roped you into it for no reason? Yep. And I was like so con- you do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. I brought it up several times. It's it, this will be a moment like that I'll have for the rest of my life. And you like remember when you were like if you were in like seventh grade and you like were in like science class and instead of saying like Uranus you said like your penis. Somebody's like, oh my god, that's gonna haunt my life forever with embarrassment. Not penis related, but it's going to haunt my life forever from embarrassment. Is that when I was like, you know how like not all of us have like 
got a DUI. We've all probably driven drunk before. And you're like, no, I've never done that. And I was like, cool. Awesome. I got to go. <laughs> that was, that was the moment right there where you're like, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. I was, so, I, was I felt so bad. So bad. But anyway, no, we've got a lot to talk about. Um, we'll just give you the rundown real quick. So uh, Auburn in trouble. Like that's a part of the title of the, uh, of the podcast. We're going to talk about um, just the situation that's going on down on the plains. Um, it's very unplain and not very ordinary guys. It's pretty messed up. Also, um, the main part of the show will be biggest trap games of the season um, mm-hmm. from all over the country. And we'll also talk about the SEC, obviously. Uh, I know we have Clint from Locked On Georgia, like I said several times, but um, I'm assuming that you don't have a trap game for Georgia because that schedule is horseshit and there probably isn't one. Uh, no, there's there's not. The only game that I am actually, we're going to talk about Auburn because yeah. every single time Jordan Hare comes up, every single year, literally, yeah, yeah. it it upsets me. Because Auburn it's hates tough. Georgia and going into that stadium, and I don't care who you are mm-hmm. and who, who, what team you have in the talent, that gets me nervous every single time because I've seen That's it true. ten times out of nine. That, that it scares me. So yes, I would, that- I would, we'll, we'll get, like you said, we'll get into that too. But like, I'll, I'll give you a, a stat. I was talking on an Auburn podcast yesterday, um, or it came out today, I think. But um, it was, was so, I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, and I and I didn't take my meds, so I don't have it in front of me. But it was like. Basically, the game, the, the point differential in Tuscaloosa in that in the Bama Auburn rivalry versus the point differential in in Auburn, I think there's only been a different. Like, I think that game's only gone above like ten points, like where like the winner won by double digits or more twice in the last thirty years in Jordan Hare. Um, it is, it, it's just always close there. So anyway, we'll talk about trap games. We'll talk about more than just Auburn. I promise you can trust that from me more than anything. And then we'll talk about um, on three releasing their their top 100 players uh, list as well. So without further ado, let's get into the Auburn situation. All right. So like there, I don't know all the facts of this case. I can start piecing it together by just some of the things you've dropped to me and the hints that you're saying, the illusions you're going to. I can raw raw quest hunter part. That was, I I heard that. I heard that. That was, I wanted that was fantastic. I was very proud of that. I didn't think after the drunk driving thing, I didn't think you'd pick up on cool lingo like that. I'm going to, I'm going to bully you into like being a good person, like bullying you into about the drunk driving thing. Like, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but basically bully you for being a good person. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Fantastic. I got you. Um, but yeah, so I don't know all the facts of the case. And unlike a lot of fans uh, from uh, this past February uh, and March and, and the college basketball season, Instead of elaborating and just speculating and then just throwing a kid's name under the bus that you don't have all the facts of a case, especially one that could actually be um, involved in the police department, looking at you, Auburn, um, I'm not going to get into all of the details because I don't have them all. There you go. Basically, no, Ben Diesel, I'm not bullying him into driving drunk. Um, On the next episode, (laughs) so so there's a video that was released, uh, not released, but it was put out basically the rumors that I had were like, I think the, the, the gist of what happened was Jarquez Hunter was having sex on camera without, I think this is the, like the true part of it. Um, without the, it was a consensual, it was consensual sex, but it was not consensual for that video to be shared with anyone. And he was putting it into um, saint shaming is good. So by the way, that's good. Um, he was putting it into like a Dropbox folder and sharing it with other players from rumored to be from Troy and the University of Alabama. Um, all of it pretty disgusting, all of it pretty terrible, all of it things that that you know we have um it's sad to say, but I've like I've seen before in not only the world but in college football. 
all of it pretty bad. Auburn yeah. has come out with a statement on what happened almost, um, you know, less than 24 hours after it did happen. Uh, our former employee, Brian Soltz, who does a great job now, I think, with rivals um, uh, in covering Auburn sports, he says, Auburn University's official statement. We're aware of the situation and take this matter very seriously. The appropriate offices are conducting a thorough review. Indefinite suspensions have been issued for violation of applicable Auburn Athletics Department policy. No further comment will be provided at this time. Uh, they turned the replies off um, from what I was told, but it's also, um, I think they might have also been off already for like a week, somebody said. Regardless. Yeah. I don't want to, I almost don't want to say thoughts and opinions because it's so gross and disgusting, but just like. Here's the thoughts and opinions that I that I have, and and I appreciate that because yes, this is one of the things that we talk about. And right. even if there are court proceedings, this is this is Adam Anderson at UGA. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the fact, I mean, the guy doesn't get drafted, and sure enough, there's nothing going on with this, and it's mm-hmm. it's who knows what's going to happen further. Right. So speculation. And Athens PD is by far one of the worst police departments in the entire. Like the the amount of kids have gotten arrested for a fifteen dollar parking ticket, and that's not right. that's not a joke, you know. So right. so yes, I appreciate the hey, let's just state factually what's happening we have the statement here's what's rumored don't know what's going on if true and i want to if true man if you're auburn fan right now if you're in that what is in the water down on the plains what do you mean um uh, brian harsons that wasn't real it wasn't real okay yeah Rumor. This 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 one say what is going on down there? Here's my question. What is going on down there? Yeah. I, I mean, and 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 I think there's there's part of it too, because like the, the the background stuff with Hugh Freeze, people are gonna blow out of proportion as well. Just, just gonna say of it because it's it's sexual in nature. Um, it's the first time we've ever said that on the show, I think. Uh I, I think I doubt that. I yeah. <laughs> most of our segments have been sexual in nature, but um only when talking about the SEC West. So <laughs> Um, no, I, I think that like all of it is, is it's as much as Clint and I are joking right now about other things, yes. it's not a laughing matter. It's terrible. No. To, like, like, like the consensual part, thank God it's consensual part. So it's not anything that would have been, you know, assault or anything like that. But this is also on top of being morally wrong. Like you are, you are absolutely going to face some, like some potentially criminal charges. If you have been sharing somebody else and, and like, you know, their privacy without their consent. Uh, what's up booty that's a weird also weird david booth is here and his nickname is booty he's been a regular and vice versa at bars like in the last decade yeah Uh, yeah that's i I think that's a good point i think if at minimum here's if i'm auburn here's what needs to happen this is going to be a title nine investigation title Mm nine investigations are no laughing matter i know people Mm -hmm. that have been involved in title nines they are no joke and they should be taken seriously and so I think they will be taken seriously. And I think at the bare minimum, talk about indefinite suspensions. Yeah. I, this guy don't play next year. Like if it continues, I mean, like, and, and here's the other part too. How does it affect Auburn? And which is like another important piece, especially when we talk about college football, Jarquez Hunter was in a very explosive player. I think I've said this before last year, probably one of the most underrated running backs um, in the entire sec, just from, from like, you know, like, like he was, he was obviously behind Tank Bigsby, um, but they shared a lot of responsibilities, and especially because Harson refused to give Tank the ball as much as he probably should have. Weirdest but, thing in the world. Uh, like a home run type, um, what do you call it? Uh, like like just an explosive, explosive chunk plays galore. Like I think he yeah. averaged over like eight yards a carry at one point early in the season. Um, he, he is, we're talking about the on three top 100 players for later. He was number 57, I think, on that list. So 
it's going to impact Auburn in some way. I You assume he has to sit for at least one game. I don't know because all of this is going to play out and probably going to play out in like in like with a lot of legal um, yes. issues yes. attached to it. So I that's I, before we like we said before we speak on it and like speculate. This is what we know right now. And and I'll go back to I'll tie this into Ja Morant NBA and a bunch of stuff that's oh, happening gosh. there on social media and stupid things. Yeah. Now there's going to be half the people that say, "Hey, it's two consenting adults." Who knows right. if she said he said she said stuff again? This is like this is this is where just simple simple mm-hmm. wisdom comes into play. Hey, Jacka, don't share that, regardless if she agreed to it or not. Right. Keep off socials. And again, I'm not saying she did. If she did, and if she, because we don't have facts. Yeah, that's stupid of you. Know right. what you're doing. Know this woman's worth and know what's happening to her and be mindful of it yep. and stay off socials and stop doing this stuff. And, and that's it's that simple. Like, take yep. care of business and don't 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 be caught up in yep. who you are thinking you're more important than other people. And that's what Wait, happened here. I, I think so. I think it's honestly. I think it's it's the reverse of that. And some people I've talked about I've talked about this with that are close to Auburn that have actually like been in conversation with him is like I think that he did not realize how big of a name or how big of a person he is. Um and why that is, I don't know. Um it doesn't make it right by any means. I I I think from what I've gathered, he he like didn't realize the severity of Okay. I'm not the severity situation, that, but this would blow up simply because of who he is. And again, it's unimportant. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make no. it right. It makes it, you know, probably even more wrong. But it's just a very weird situation. We'll talk about it more once we have like more uh, facts done. Okay, let's get to something um, that is a lot more fun to talk about, and we don't have to dance around eggshells on it, unless we talk about Georgia, because you know how it always goes. Um, trap games. Yes, sir. Okay. Human trap game. That Come was on. my Fetty Wap impression. Pretty good. It was not. It was not. What? No, it wasn't. Dusty, because he hasn't been. Man, I'll tell you what. We let that guy come out there with his just cycloptic face and his one eye and his and his incredible beats. And then he he brought the whole nation together. And then and then 2016 happened. He was gone forever. I hated it. Um, he said cycloptic face. That's fantastic. One eye. He was just and like his whole picture. He was like, <laughs> like his. I feel like that, that album. He was just like his. He just like leaned into it. He's like, y'all want to oh, see something gross? You want to see a foot with four toes? No, you weirdo. Um, anyway, so trap games from around the country, not just the SEC. We can go around. There, there's an endless amount of them. I, I think 24-7 came out with some of them as well. Um, oh, did they? Okay. So we, we can we can pull those up. Do you any that jump out to you right off the bat? We can kind of go through conference by conference or however you want to do it. Look, I, I think the big one of the this, this isn't a trap game because it is a big game. I think it's a trap game only because depending on what disillusioned side of life you are at, you have already an outcome played out in your head. Right. With the Texas Alabama game like that game is oh. I'm not saying it's a trap game. Everybody's talking about it, but I think it's trap because depending on where you stand, the definitiveness yeah. of that. And I think it's ludicrous right now how definitive people are on so much of it that they can tell me what's happening already. The off season, yeah. What uh, else it, can do? It's the off season. Like, well, I talk endlessly uh, right. for days. That's that's what we're going to do. But honestly, I, I, I think I'll speak for Georgia right here. Uh, Daniel was on the pod. We were talking about this uh, a couple episodes ago. And old Miss, old Miss mm-hmm. for Georgia happens right before Tennessee. Um, old miss is like, um, explosive on offense. Mm-hmm. If that, if, if dart comes in and, and depending on what happens to quarterback, they got a running back who is ooh, really good. 
Ooh, really good. I I don't know. I, like he might be for me one of the top five players. Like we'll we'll, we'll get to that right. list here in a second. But he's explosive. Yeah. So for Georgia explicitly, Old Miss is a potential game like that. If you if I'm sorry, if Lane actually knows what he's doing this time around with any sort of big game, uh, it, it yeah. could be it could be close. Yeah, last year he kind of fumbled the bag on the uh, on the end of that Bama game. From what I was told, I was actually in Jordan Hare at the time, which is kind of a weird weird. That thing. is weird. I don't think you're wrong. Like that's I was joking about it beforehand how there's not like a tough game on that schedule, because um, of course you guys don't play them on the road. You get Auburn on the road early. I yep. hate the fact that game's in September. It's just like it's maybe in a couple of years it'll be cooler when we're like rotating games at all throughout the season, so it's not just yep. like the same shit every single year. But it just feels super weird to me um, to see that game that early. I'll, so you know, let's start. Let's just start with the SEC. That's that's yeah. yours for Georgia. I, I think Bama loses to Texas. First off, um, let me give you. So this is this is a kind of a bizarre one, but just hear me out. I'm I'm listening. Open ears. So if you start with Georgia, we'll we'll start in the SEC. East. I go down the list of, of like who who's probably going to be favored to finish second in that division. Tennessee. Yep. And you look at Tennessee's schedule. They have at Florida. Yeah, obviously have to play. They, they so from the from the West alone, they pick up um what is it? They pick up AM and mm-hmm. Bama, which mm-hmm. is not back easy. Back. Right? Yeah, back to back. Um AM at home. It's and they're coming off a bye week there. But here, here's like I don't think they necessarily lose this game. But do you want to look at like an early like September matchup that could have some folks pacing while watching this game and and like potentially a massive upset how about utsa in knoxville in the fourth week of the season and just hear me out i I think tennessee probably wins that game sandwiched in between the florida utsa and then south carolina so two sec schools so you go to florida where you've struggled like i mean that game last year was huge there right they rushed the field the whole thing um then you come back and you're looking at your schedule like, oh yeah, we got UTSA, whatever. And then you have South Carolina, South Carolina, you like South South Carolina, Tennessee. That early, that is a game where you are basically knocking out who is going to finish third or worse in the conference or in the division, right? UTSA was eleven and three last year. They had one of the better offenses in the country. Um, they were really, really good. Like, like I mean, an eleven win team. I don't know what they returned production wise. Maybe they got completely, you know, depleted of talent. I have no idea. But coming back from on the road at Florida, which we all know how big of an emotional game that is for for Tennessee, and sandwiched in between South Carolina, especially after thinking about what South Carolina did to them last year, where they're going to want revenge. How do you, that's going to be tough to get up for that game? Tennessee. This is the problem with Tennessee's schedule. They are back loaded with that or mid to back, right? So AM, right. Alabama, and then Kentucky, as well as Georgia. Those are yeah. big games for Tennessee. And if they overlook the beginning, if they're not on pace too, if the loss of Hinden Hooker and those wide receivers, if they can't yeah. click early on in the season, because it takes a couple of, of yeah. games to get really clicking, all of a sudden you come up against a team that is fundamental, that is riding high, that has a bunch of players returning right. like this. We see it a bunch. This was what happened. That's their Super Bowl. It's their Super Bowl. They, right. they want to come out. They want to show something. Uh, this was – Georgia's had this with a couple of, of smaller schools coming into Athens, doing this thing. South Carolina mm-hmm. came into Athens a couple of years ago, beat them with a third-string right. quarterback. Like, this happens when you're not focused like that. And if, yeah. and if Tennessee – again, their offense is their key because they do not want to play defense. Right. Just, they don't care. No, um, they don't. And so this is going to be hard if they're not all on the same page real quick in the season. I completely agree. That's also side note why I think that Bama is probably going to lose to Texas in week two. 
just because of the same thing in the quarterback situation there as well. Um, all right, where else in the SEC? I'll, I'll give you another one that's kind of, kind of sneaky, just kind of. Um, Kentucky, who I think is going to be better because you return a lot of talent. I, I understand they lose a Will Levis, but I think Leary is going to be a really, really good quarterback. So they're going to have less interceptions thrown. That's the, like they. I feel like it's an upgrade. I it feel is. Like it's I, it is right. I, I completely agree with you. Everybody's talking about Will Levis. I don't care. He was a bad quarterback at Kentucky. Right. He was bad. Yeah. He, he, he led the conference in interceptions in his first year, and that was his best year. Um, you can make the comment about how he didn't have any talent around him. Fine. Will Levis' conversation is fucking over with. Thank God, finally. But Devin Leary coming in at 35 touchdowns, seven interceptions in his first year of, of collegiate football at NC State gets injured last year. Now, like Kentucky, I don't think, has like blown away people in, in like recruiting necessarily. Um, they have for NC State. Like they have a lot more talent on that roster than NC State does, so yeah. I think that with what he has around him, um, I, I I just don't see how they would be potentially uh, not better at that position, and they and they've got to be better on the offensive line, I would imagine as well. But here's here's one for you that like, and again, just um, it's a, it's a deep deep cut, and 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 like a, a not a shot in the dark, but like I understand how this is going to sound, but hear me out. Okay, Vandy at Vandy. In week four again, because after Vandy, they have Florida, Georgia, and Mizzou. Back to back to back. Okay. I don't see them prioritizing that Vandy game. Vandy, remember, beat Florida last year at home. Oh, right? Yeah. And they had the most. Made just... lots of money on that game. Did you? Oh, absolutely. You oh, I took the money line Vandy on that game. <laughs> absolutely. Like a... Daniel and I were doing backflips. We yeah. took the money line Vandy. And it was one of the most spectacular things in the world. The single file line storming of the field is one of my all time favorite moments in <laughs> SEC football history. It was just like, what is happening here? Um, anyway. So, so all of that, um, I, I just, I think there could be something there. I'll tell you what, and here's, here's another one too, kind of shifting over to the West. I don't know where I think that they are going to be a trap game or who, who necessarily they'd be a trap game for. And we can go through the schedule and look at it. Um, but AM, who I know is a team that I've kind of given a lot of shit about and, 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 As and you should. but they they have like a lot of talent on that offensive side of the football. They have Bobby Petrino coming in as the offensive coordinator. Um, and let's not forget, like, you know, they've got they've got Anaya Smith coming back. Um, they've got uh what do you call it? They've got um Stewart at receiver, who's a former five-star. The, the quarterback Wegmans is a five-star. Um, they've got a lot of talent coming in, also that had like you know, some of these five-star talents that haven't left. Um, looking through their schedule, they're gonna jump up and get somebody. I kind of mm. feel like AM could be like an Auburn situation where it's like they could they could jump up and get somebody early and then get the ball rolling. And and then next thing you know, you look up and it's like, holy shit, AM's got nine, ten wins. I AM is the biggest enigma in the SEC to me whatsoever. How Jimbo hasn't succeeded with that roster and with all it's just insane to me. Right. And actually, I was gonna ask you, uh, Alabama going to AM in October. Like, is is by then the quarterback issue? Are, are they clicking? They have the third, I I I forget what it was, but roster compilation, you know, Alabama has everywhere else mm -hmm. besides just surefire all the way. Are right. they clicking by that point when they go into uh AM? I don't know. They, they would have to be because that's that's the week six, right? So you, yeah. already, you would have already played five games. Yeah. You, have a, you have a massive problem on your hands if you don't have the offense clicking by then. 
Um, you know, like they've played, obviously they lost there two years ago. Um, I don't think it's a situation like, like this is the first time in a long time, like where if you jump up and get Bama, it's not necessarily because like, oh, it took Bama having a bunch of turnovers and it had Bama. Do, like, I mean, I think it's, there's going to be teams that are going to be able um, does Bama lose to yet another unranked team? So Bama's lost to one unranked team in the last 16 years. Just one. And they that lost was, three on the road. And then they man, were ranked that was, this week. That was so force-fed to him. So force-fed. Okay. This is what Ben does to me every episode. Like, every episode. Um, it was great as you couldn't help yourself. You just, no, I'll you never were- can. Every single time I jump in. Like, I'll listen back to the podcast so we have to get clips for it for social media. And it'll be like, I'll be in the middle of, like, a thought that I know that we have to have, like, said like conclusively and like like in one streaming thought which never happens um and then i'll be like fuck you ben diesel be above <laughs> like it'll like just overreact and i know i know what he's doing he's even saying in the comments but i love him to death anyway um okay uh, who else do you think from the sec because we, we should go around the country and look at other stuff is there any other game that stands out to you from the schedule i'm looking at the helmet schedule right now yeah, so here's here's where I'd go. I, South Carolina, to me, is going to surprise a few folks. Now, they have a brutal schedule. If you look at their schedule, talks about them. It's brutal. They get the wrong – they get the teams that they would like to have at home, they get them on the road, and the teams right. that you don't mind going on the road. Yeah, it, It's it's just – it's really, really bad what is happening down there. But week one, North Carolina is coming in with a lot of hype. And yeah. May is the – I mean, quarterback yeah. and whatever. Uh, South Carolina going to surprise some fools. Beamer yeah. is – loved by his players whether you like him or not whether you think he's dorky or not i don't really care his players love him and that institution loves him they will play for him so i actually think south carolina somewhere along the line is going to have another explosive game where they just all of a sudden at night and they just blow up and they mess up with somebody's playoff picture i I think that will happen again for them but north carolina week one I, i think they'll be i think north carolina will be favored but they i don't i don't know if they should be in that game I don't, yeah like like i've said this before and i think this is like, gonna be the new attitude that i have about south carolina in general is because like i continue to doubt them and, and it, a lot of it has nothing to do with shane beamer or the talent there or whatever the offensive line is is a massive concern and so is the offensive or the defensive line last year and you lost birch you lost um the other former five star that went to the the, the league um so you, you lose some some pieces there you also lose your 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 tight end, arguably your best offensive playmaker from a year ago, right? Down right. He, he leaves and goes to Florida State. I, I just like the schedule though is what I always come back to because it's like you have UNC. Now, granted, like you said, May is one of the top quarterbacks in the in the country. He lost his best receiver as well. Caleb's down Downs brother. Um, but you're at Georgia, Mississippi State at home, at Tennessee. Then you get a, a week off. I mean, so you could be, you could be. Let's face it, the Georgia's a loss, right? At best, you're four and one, but you're probably going to be three and two coming out of that, right? Um, and then you go Florida at Mizzou, at AM, Jacksonville, or so Jack State, Vandy, Kentucky, Clemson. It's like there's not an easy stretch really in there besides no. maybe Jack State and, and Vandy back to back. I don't know. Anyway. That's it. That's yeah. It. Um, um, go ahead. What about so Ohio State has a lot of questions for me. I, why? Well, I mean, quarterback. Yes, quarterback. But also, if you're going to tell me the talent is everywhere else, and you had C.J. Stroud last year, and again, you Georgia took every single blow that could could have yeah. given him. You know, I, I get that. I understand. But but this year, no quarterback. Or I'm sorry, there is quarterback talent. 
excuse me, there's right. quarterback talent, but no proven quarterback with right. talent everywhere else and not being able to get over the hump because I think Michigan has Michigan closed the talent gap on Ohio state. Yeah. I mean, to an extent for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden I, I just question, it's not automatic for me before it was like, right. go to Ohio state and just say, yep, they're conference winners. They're in the playoff. Now yeah. I go, Ooh, pause. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So Josh Pate brought this up. This is something I've been, I've been thinking and I don't think I've put into, I'll say put on paper just for, for the, the cliche of it. But like, I didn't know the stat that he brought along with it, which was like the teams that have won the, the, the national championship had like the most draft picks every single year for the last like seven years. Right. If you look at pre like, like early mock drafts for next year and early mock drafts are not remotely close to always being accurate and like that, but there's in every single one you look at, I've found no less than five and usually around six, seven or eight first rounders that consistently are being listed. So the talent at Ohio state is strictly at the quarterback position, which Ryan day has done a phenomenal job of, of developing quarterbacks every single year there. Um, like, I mean, like, like not trying to, to argue cause I think that Georgia's going to be fine at quarterback, but like no experience at the quarterback position with every, the talent around. Oh, that's like, exactly right. No, we, that. Georgia has the same exact story. I think Carson Beck can be great, but like, I also trust that, that Ryan day will be able to do pretty well, but like, but looking at the schedule, cause, cause if I'm glad you brought Ohio state up, cause I had like three separate trap games written down. What did you have? Okay. So, so for me, the, the games Purdue is on my radar for a trap game for Ohio state. And here's why Purdue always does this every single year. They should not. It's like Northwestern last year, the game against Northwestern for Ohio state was this weird, cold, rainy, windy thing. And everybody didn't like it. You know, okay. I get that. I understand. Purdue has a similar feel to Northwestern and this does happen time and time again to Ohio state. And if I was to knock, if I was to knock one thing on day, it's his teams sometimes come out flat oddly. I, mm-hmm. I I think that happens. I think that's that's maybe an unfair moniker, but it's something I've noticed. That's fair. Penn State the following week, Maryland, who by the way, Maryland got some talent, y'all. Go look at their roster. Go look yeah. at that coach. Loxley doing some things out there. Okay, they were top five offense in, in almost every category last year in the Big Ten. They get Talia back. This is this is a, a rough stretch. Maryland is better than they are Purdue, and Purdue is at home, and then Penn State, and then Wisconsin, and then you're backloaded after that. So that, that's a tough run. And if you're looking too far out and they're backloaded as well, Ohio State has a lot of games in the back end. They're really, really important. This is this is my this is my trap for them. Okay. That's so which wait, which one? Purdue. Purdue. Okay, so so I, I had that one written down originally. I also I had Maryland as well because it's at home. What you didn't even mention is that before Purdue, you have a bye week. But before that, you're talking about a game on the road at Notre Dame with Sam Hartman and, and, and a lot of returning talent there. Year two uh, of, of the Freeman era. Um, so I put down Wisconsin because yeah, I, the reason why is here's the stretch that you even you listed off. Maryland, which was close for a lot of that game last year until they pulled away. Yeah. Maryland. Purdue on the road. I don't think Purdue with a first year coach is necessarily going to be somebody that that like necessarily challenges them a, a ton. But we have seen worse Purdue teams on the road where like, and that you know they will build that up, right? It's going to be a so, noon game too, y'all. Just no, it won't. I, I bet you it'll end up being like a, a night game. You think what, it will? I would. That's what they did last time. Okay. Okay. Um, 
but then so so if you like if you get through that because they will hear that whole thing at nauseum like you know remember what happened in 2018 or what happened in 2017 or what, whichever year it was i think it was 2018 um but then after that you get you get penn state at home so if you've navigated through maryland which i think if you're ranking those games obviously maryland's tougher than purdue penn state's tougher than, than maryland penn state with a ton of offensive talent might not have a ton of experience but a ton of offensive talent then after if you if you get through those three games unscathed going on the road to wisconsin that is not an easy feat like that, that's just no. not i i think that that is something where wisconsin's schedule is not super difficult they have they have you know like a road game at washington state which is kind of odd but rutgers and iowa and illinois beforehand those are winnable games Very. and here's the thing for me like ohio state that defense always ends up being the reason why they lose games because they they give up in bad situations they give up like a ton of yards a ton of points all that kind of stuff Phil Longo being the offensive coordinator, we've seen what he's done at North Carolina. We saw what he did at Ole Miss. I said this in the last episode. I think, I think Graham, Graham Mertz, Josh Hancher, of course, coming in saying Graham Mertz isn't walking through that door. Um, Wisconsin, I think, with Luke Fickle as the head coach, they're going to be a very well-coached team. That's the job that he wanted. Yeah. Right? And then and didn't yep. get and got passed over for. I think that's a terrifying game for Ohio State. I am a huge fickle fan. I, I yeah. rode Cincinnati two years in a row to just many, many, many wins on the money line as yeah. well as the point spreads. He, he's a phenomenal coach. And I think, right. you know, Wisconsin, he's going to he gonna be coaching real mad. They're going to get boys up in a hurry. It's going to be fundamental, big old beef on both sides of the trenches. Uh, yes, Wisconsin is a real player. Uh, by the way, Ben, to answer your question, does UGA get a night game? It's going to be either the Tennessee game, but that's not in Athens, you know, so that's, that might, that might be one, but the next, the other one might be Kentucky. Um, But other than that, no, we will have no, no night games. There's just part of me wants it to keep happening just to, because like your schedule is shit. And so it's like, (laughs) I don't know what night games you you could have. It really is like, it's, it's, I've said this before. It's not a slight necessarily at Georgia at all. I, we all know they tried to schedule Oklahoma. Like, Georgia's in a position now where they are not going to get anyone's – they're not going to get sympathy from anyone, right? Like, they are back-to-back national champs. Anybody that's interactive with their fans also knows why they won't get any sympathy. Um, but, like, they they, they like they are so – they've distanced themselves so quickly. I mean, think about how quickly they've distanced themselves from Florida since Kirby's gotten there. I mean – Yo, yo, I, I mean, again, the, the four attempts on the goal line Right, that Georgia couldn't punch it in, and the consternation from from Bulldog fan being right. like, "What is going on?" And right. now to look at it, and it's just we are just sipping back on whatever we're sipping back in those drinks, just enjoying ourselves all game long against Florida. And that was not the case. That was actually right. the complete inverse. Yeah, know, 15, 20 years ago, and now we're we're here. So yes, it has come a big way. Another yeah. another darling team for me on the on the sneaky trap games. Yeah. Uh, USC getting lots of love. So I was that's exactly where I wanted to go next was the was the Pac-12. So go ahead. We're right, we're right there. Look, I'm gonna tell you again, talk about the, the backloaded schedule of uh-huh. a lot of these teams. USC plays Notre Dame and then Utah. Cal gets thrown in there, which Cal has had a couple of times where they've had a couple of of good, you know, right. wide receivers, good offensive weapons. And then Washington, Oregon, and UCLA. That's tough. Y'all, yeah. I'm not saying all these Pac-12 teams are incredible. And I'm saying Pac-12 is probably going to cannibalize itself on a lot of this, mm-hmm. and we probably won't get a Pac-12 team in the playoff right. is my guess. But if you look at this, 
Notre Dame, Utah, Cal, Washington, Oregon, UCLA. They're losing at minimum one of those, maybe two of those. I don't think you're wrong. And I, I don't think USC is the best team in the in the Pac-12 this year. I don't think it is. I, I think Utah has got a very, very difficult schedule. I think the winner of that conference comes out of the North this year. Um, just because, like, I think Oregon, I think Oregon State, I think Washington are all going to be better um, than people give them credit for. Washington is going to be real good. Well, they should be, right? So so you look at, you look at Washington, um, Washington versus Oregon. Let me look this. Let me add this up real quick. So since 2004, so basically 19 years, right? Okay. Um, Washington has beaten Oregon a total of three times. <laughs> they've dominated. They've dominated Washington. Um, they have one of those wins. Now, so in back-to-back years, 2016, 2017, which were very down years for Oregon, they won 70 to 21 and 38 to 3. The last few years have been a lot different and Oregon's been ranked in the top 20 in all, all of them. Right. Yep. Um, they Oregon won by three in overtime in 2018. They won by four in 2019 in 2021. They won by 10 um, at the time when they were in fourth in the country. And then last year they lost by three in Eugene going on the road to Washington, I think is going to be more difficult than people think. Also, it, it, a lot of people hate on the, the PAC 12. If there's a, a lot of I think is very misguided. If, if you want a reason to hate on the Pac-12, I'll give you one. And that is that their helmet schedule that I'm looking at right now, their block helmet schedule, reads top to bottom instead of left to right. And I hope whoever makes this gets gout or stubs his toe every day for the rest of their fucking lives. He said um, gout. That's a man who has gout. Anybody that wishes gout on somebody else knows how painful that is because they've had gout. <laughs> I, just, I just remember sitting here and I was like, I was like, I'm. I remember telling someone, I was like, something's wrong with my feet and my ankles. And she was like, she was like a nurse. She was like, I think you have gout. And I was like, what is gout? I'm like looking it up. And it's like, basically like, hey man, just stop eating like a fucking 15th century king. And, and like, stop putting so much meat in your body, you weirdo. That sounded weird. Um, okay. I love what you said about South, about uh, USC. I, I think that like Oregon, how about this for Oregon, right? You, okay. you are at Washington. Then you get Washington State at home at Utah. I think that schedule sets up pretty well for them. But if there's a game that I would be scared of for Oregon, week two, they go to Texas Tech. That's a sleepy fucking town. That is a not a fun place to go. Very sleepy. Dry right. county, isn't it? It is a dry county. Yeah. It, might, it might not be now, but it was a dry was. campus at least. Yeah. And apparently it's like very windy. Like one of my one of my good friends goes went there and she would tell me, she was like, yeah, they would have like the, the school would send out these things where it'd be like, it's a seven book day. And it would be like, you need to have seven books in your backpack to make sure you don't blow over. Stop. That's, I that's swear absurd. to God. I swear to God. <laughs> like, like, you know, what's absurd is not the seven books part. It's that somebody was like, how, how do we let them know how many miles per hour it is? That's what I mean. Like, instead of saying, hey, we're going to have wind gusts above 65, they said, hey, why? Well, I'll grab a couple of bricks. Right. Just carry some bricks with you today. Like, <laughs> make it one of their traditions because they don't really have any. Um, no, I think I think that's pretty funny. Uh, okay, so I think that going to Texas Tech, and, and now you don't have anything really around that game. You have you have Portland State at home in Texas Tech, then at or you're at home against Hawaii and Colorado. Let me ask you this. Do you think Colorado jumps up and gets anybody this year? I'm telling you this all right now. Colorado maybe wins two games. They're right. not jumping up to do anything. Y'all right. stop it with the insanity. Just yeah, talking to you, RJ Young. 
I, like, just stop. Colorado is fetch. Just like fucking stop trying to make fetch happen, dude. It, it makes no sense to me. Zero. Yeah. Um, Zero. So I said I'd rather lose a limb than deal with gout again. Uh, listen, I there's there's so much time before the season starts. I'm sure there's other games, and I'm sure there's other trap games um, that we probably missed. Let me see if I can find you one. Like if we're talking about like uh, that, just really stands out. Like like Notre Dame schedule. Yeah. Notre Dame. They're on a bunch of marquee games. They're going to be very important this year. Yeah, I, I, I think they're going to play. This sounds bad because they they could. I think the expectation there is, is they they should and will always contend for a national title or the playoff. But I think in a weird way that 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 Notre Dame plays this year South Carolina, where some someone with like very very legitimate college ball playoff hopes is going to get knocked off by Notre Dame. I don't think that's wrong at all. I'm I'm gonna get another team that yeah. was good last year, and I don't know who they sneak up on. My guess is maybe Washington or actually maybe Utah. I think Utah is. Uh, by the way, uh, I've said this before. Whatever the line is for the Florida Utah game, give me Utah giving whatever points. They are going to be so mad the entire time. Um, and I forget who in the comments said this team, but Oregon State. Sneaky good team. Coaches got them in the right direction. Their 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 schedule is crazy, crazy easy. San Jose State, UC Davis, San Diego State, Washington State, Utah, big game, Cal, UCLA. They don't get any of the big boys. They just get Oregon and Washington at the end of the year. Yeah. You know, so Oregon State, I think, could oh, be who, sneaky. Who they play in week two because I'm looking at the, the helmet schedule and it looks like, in my opinion, they are playing. Let me get I'm going to take a guess here. It looks like the 1963 California Angels. Am I close? That is absolutely. So I grew up around this area of UC okay. Davis, and that is absolutely that is fantastic. I was like, "What the fuck am I looking at here?" No, I, I uh, we Oregon State. We used to we used to have a, a strictly um, slander based diet okay. when I came to Oregon State. We don't anymore. We've moved on. That's called Good growth, guys. Look at that maturity. I know I'm doing. Listen, people think that I'm such a bag of shit, and I'm really not. Should we? Who are those people? Should we? Should we pull them? Should we pull people? Should we pull up Twitter? <laughs> I mean, ask your fan base. Like, listen, listen. Actually, this is this is legitimately my favorite thing in the entire world because I can simultaneously I play both fences when it I comes you to do. you and and <laughs> and our fan base because it's so easy to get them riled up against you. And then and then what happens is I'm like, then they go too far. I'm like guys chill like right chill right out please I, come like, on people there was somebody yesterday and i'm not gonna mention his name because he's like him i like him and this other guy um we'll call him justin screws um <laughs> we <laughs> and i know you know who i'm talking about yes i do um those are the first two people i ever muted like and it's the first people i immediately muted on my new account like yes they got shut down but this like the whole Setson thing becoming like a whole identity or personality. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, like I, I had, I had several people reach out to me that were like super, super nice about all this other stuff. Cause it was, you know, like, I think I realized earlier this week, I was like, I'm not going to apologize for doing my job and something like kind of blowing up. It's like, it made me feel like I, I, I'd done like some good work, but I, there's no, like, let's not forget two weeks ago. Like we talked about Kirby being like the potential goat when it comes to, um, what do you call it? Like the NFL development and stuff like that. So there'll be plenty of more deep dives in the offseason. I can't wait for it. Um, this is like, I, I do like the trap game situation because, and I'm trying to find the ones from, from 24 seven sports. I think they did it by, um, what do you call it? Uh, 
by conference, which I don't like. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that at all. So this is yeah, like so the one I see right now is like is a Big Twelve. They have Texas and Kansas, which I have zero desire to talk about. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's gonna be awful. No, but there's I'm sure there's other ones. I'm sure there's 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 uh we can we'll probably circle back to it. Let's get into something else real quick. You know what? I'm gonna give you a surprise topic. Here we go. Just real quick, and we can close this too. But somebody remind me, okay? Um, because today is the fifth anniversary of the day that Joe Burrow committed to LSU. Okay. And and obviously we know like the rest is history. He went down there, put together one of the best seasons of all time. The like, a top you two can, season you in his football. Like I, I yeah. think Cam Newton's is. It's really hard to say that his isn't the best just because of what he had around him. Sure. Um, now talking about the the team itself i hate the the argument about like the goat team right of all time um it is in my like i've said it i said the year it happened i'll say it again diehard bama fan my whole life went to lsu uh, lsu game that year with one of the guys in our comments right now mickey share me one of my my closest friends love to death it's it was hard not to get wrapped up into that team it was hard not to like that team at any at any point like, I mean, Bama lost to him. You still had like, it was, I mean, like, you know, it, there was not, I don't think there was anybody outside of Clemson, South Carolina that was cheering for Clemson in the national championship game, right? Um, greatest team of all time, I don't know. I think there's three that come to mind it, 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 right off the top. I think at this point, the 2001 Miami thing is almost like folklore. It's, it, yeah. We all just kind of, it's it, they're like Beyonce. It's like, at some point, people just decided that that was a thing. And it's untouchable, and you better not say a fucking bad word about it, or like Miami. Or fans. Ray Lewis will, in fact, invite you to a party, <laughs> and you will die. <laughs> yes, exactly. He wasn't on that team, but yes. Um, <laughs> well, but no, because like, they had like the six draft picks and all that kind of stuff. Greatest team of all time? I don't know. Greatest season of all time? Yes, and it's not even close. And I heard a stat today. I was I was listening today because I remember posting a stat about this for SDS, and it was like comparing. 2019 LSU, 2020 Alabama, and I think it was 22, 2022 Georgia, just because of, I mean, Georgia, again, they played six ranked opponents and beat them by 46.3 points per game or 46.6 points per game last year, which is fucking insane. It's insane. But there was a stat about the 2019 LSU team. They played seven top 10 teams, seven top 10, not ranked, seven top 10 teams. Like half their schedule of the 15 and 0 was top 10 ranked teams. They beat the entire preseason top four. And then also beat Alabama on the road when Bama had Tua. That's right. Um, but I heard a stat today. It was the first time I'd heard it. And it was from it was on first take or something, which is a shock to me that I heard it. Um, but the, the stat was they beat Oklahoma, Bama, Georgia, and Clemson, I believe, um, who are a combined 60 and four on the rest of their schedules, 60 and four. They beat them by a combined or by an average of 19.6 points per game. That is. That, that's covering the spread against right. four teams that lost four games the entire Bama. year. Hated that Bama lost two of those. Well, actually, no, that was against LSU. So that was against LSU, yeah. Yeah, thank God. Still got it. Um, yeah, just, I mean, so gr- your thoughts, like, on just like, I don't want to get into a debate over it because it's like that could be a whole episode, but just that team was just different. Look, it, it really wasn't. This is 
each and every time we go into it, we have to caveat some things. And this is a fair way right. of doing it. Like, like, please embrace this, fans. And, right. and please, people speaking about it, embrace it. You can say two things are true at the same time. Like, the GOAT conversation is just bonkers to me because you, you have to qualify yeah. the best team within college football playoff before it expanded. That's a fair thing because it's – and then you have to say before the, the BCS – was right. there, you know, okay, this is actually a fair thing to state. And making qualifiers does not take away, and this is what sports is great for, because we just get to prognosticate about right. ludicrous things all day long, right? Right. But yes, I would love it if we were able to categorize these things. Mm -hmm. So if I'm categorizing, yeah, the the back-to-back -back national championship within the college football playoff is mm -hmm. the best, like, that's the best season to me because it, it does two back-to-back -back in that. But I can say that if I'm talking about single year with right. most impressive wins yes of course that's insanity right. like you're not going to replicate that again M maybe you do but i don't see that happening anytime yeah. soon with how college football landscape is, is right now there's there was just so many moments that like that happened that year that i that lsu fans like it takes it just takes a it takes a lot for any fan base to not be irrational and unreasonable the year after winning an natty that's and, right and I, what i mean by like LSU fans were immediately like, we're going to go sit, we're, we're five and five or six and five or whatever the fuck in 2020, we're going to fire our coach. But they were like, we don't care. Like we just, we just had the best season of all time. It exactly. was the most like, all right, I'm <laughs> here we go. I'm going to say this buckle up. going to be very inappropriate, but that entire 2020 season was the most post nut clarity moment in the history of the world from LSU because their fans were like, I don't care. Just sat back smoking a cigarette. We're not going to be bothered. We're going to pee out of UTI. It was like, they were just good. They were just good. And we have really, really gone over the edge this time. Um, let's, you know what? Let's, let's save, or do you want to do the top 100 players real quick? Yeah. Why not? Let's do it. So I sent you a link to it earlier. Um, yep. We can kind of go through it real quick. Um, and then we'll get to some audience questions and, and get on out of here. Um, where did they go? I, well, I know I sent it to you, so let me get this real quick. Um, so basically, on three came out, released their top 100 overall players on the season. Um, I haven't looked through all of it. I don't know who which teams had the most or anything. I'm going to give you the top ten. Um, who's your top ten? Uh, what I got order. is Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr., Brock Bowers, Jared Verse. Harold Perkins, Olu Fashionu, Joe Alt, yep. uh, Kool-Aid, and then Kalen King are the top 10 on three players. Right. So are you, ask, are you asking me if I agree with that? Who do I think is the top any, 10? Anything, right off the top, anything that jumps out to you. Um, I think Drake look, is too high. <laughs> what are we doing with Drake May at two? Thank you. What in he's, the world? He's really good. Sure. And he might, this might, this could easily be if 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 all these players were eligible because I know Harold Perkins isn't. This could easily be the way the draft goes next year because because the he top will, four he will be a top two pick right. next year because he plays quarterback. Like right, okay, cool, great. There's no way he's number two compared to the rest of these players. I'd put I'd put Brock and Marvin ahead of him without a question in my mind. Like what is going on? And I, I don't know. I haven't done a deep dive on all of his numbers. I did last year before the Heisman when I was um, – now that I think about it, I was making a, a statement against somebody that shouldn't have been invited, but we're not going to get into it. 
Um, but like, but so like, if, if it's like for most important for their team, if it's like MVP or something sure. like that, like the most valuable, maybe that's different. But if you're talking about the best players in the country, I have a hard time. And this, this will be very different than, than the, at the end of the season. But this is also kind of like a, it's been like the um, consensus, like, like thought about it. Because like Marvin Harrison Jr. and Brock, I think are at two. You, like you have to have the defending Heisman Trophy winner at one, right? Sure. No problem. I, I think it's 2A and 2B with Marvin and Brock. I, you're not going to get any. And again, people are saying like, "Oh, he's a tight end." Yeah, no, right. he, no, he's not. Like, stop. Go watch right. game. He ain't. He is just an offensive weapon, is what right. he is, and no one stops him. So, yeah, um, yeah they do have different skill sets. I, I, I don't have a problem talent wise with a couple of other guys. I do think Michael Penix Jr. Um, is look. If I'm taking a, a, a Heisman ticket right now, yeah, I'm putting it on him. He's at eleven. He's at 11. Bo Nick, by the way, Bo Nix has the second best odds on the Heisman right now. Okay. It? That's stupid. It's not. It is. He had 42 touchdowns last year. I'm not. No, I, I'm actually not. I think Bo Nix, actually, I don't know what's happened to him going to Oregon. Right. Talk about clarity moment. Like, that dude <laughs> That dude went up to, to Oregon, went to the Pacific Northwest, and was like, oh, my gosh, I found my zen. That's usually where dreams go to die in my book. But, yeah, that is not, um, that is not how that happens. I mean, like. So Graham Barton, offensive tackle for Duke. I don't know shit about that. I'll be honest. Um, no, I have no Blake clue. Corum, I, Blake Corum is gonna be interesting because Blake Corum got like I mean he had twenty touchdowns last year through eleven games. A lot of people thought he was gonna be the Heisman front runner, but he got injured before playing yeah. in the, the Ohio State game. He's got more to prove to me because Michigan's schedule was crazy easy last year. I mean crazy. Um, Quinshawn Jenkins at fifteen. That's too high. That's um, too high. He he's a talented player. Like and and I think he's electric. But you go down the list of some of these other cats, and yes, I agree. He's yeah. he's not above some of these other guys. Even if you go down, you know, uh, uh, look, Malachi Starks at 23 for Georgia. I, yep. I am all about this cat. He might be my favorite when all is said and done. If After this year and the next year, he might be my favorite bulldog of all time. I, he's, I he's love great. him. Yeah. He's so fantastic. I saved your undefeated season last year, if you think about it, too, with tracking that dude down in the Missouri game. I, to this day, I, that is vividly in my mind. Daniel and I, I went down to Tennessee, visited Daniel on his birthday. Right. Uh, we're watching that game. It's two o'clock in the morning. We've been out celebrating and we get back to the house and we're watching that game. And I am about to just throw a couch through a window right. I, and, and Malachi stars saves our season. Like hundred percent. I've brought this up a thousand times on this and we're not going to get back into it, but I mean, the amount of money I lost on that game just chasing live bets was unreasonable. <laughs> um, okay. How about this for the biggest shock I've ever heard in my life? Cause there's a kid named Dwayne Carter's a defensive lineman at Duke. If you would have told me that Georgia and Bama would not have had two players in the top 20, but Duke would have, that would have been the shock of the century for me. Um, all right. So just kind of going through some names to jump out. We'll kind of go through the sec. Xavier worthy at 21 is from Texas. Obviously you said Malachi Starks 23, JC Latham at 28. Um, uh, from Alabama. Let's see here. We're in the 30s to 40s. Travis Hunter at 31 is, seems like an overstep. Uh, what's going on there? I mean, he was the number one player in the country a couple of years ago. He's done nothing at this level, and neither has Dion. And and I, I like, I just, I just think playing at Jackson State. It's an incredible story, right? Unless you're an FSU fan, incredible story. And Shadir Sanders coming in here, where I'm at right now, and I like, I, I think. Shadir Sanders is one of two or three players total. It might just be two. Him and Caleb Williams, who had like 40 touchdowns and, and six or less interceptions last year. There's the only way I see Shadir Sanders right now is 
is the same way I would look at a, a, a travel ball, like a 10U travel ball team. Like, of course, the coach's son is playing shortstop. Of course, the coach's son is batting in the three hole. Like, that's just how I view him right now because he hasn't done anything at this level. Yeah. And, and, like, he, he really might get the chance. And if he does, like, I mean, like going against the Pac-12 defenses and stuff like that and that whole narrative, if he, if he has an exceptional year – Great. If he has a learning curve and he comes back the following year and he's he's better, whatever. I just I think we're it's an egregious overstep to see where they're at right now. Uh, absolutely. And and uh, look, by the way, Josh and Ben talking about Carson Beck. Yeah, if Georgia is perfect and Carson Beck in Mike Bobo's system does what they're supposed to do. Right. Uh, Carson Beck might wind up and fool around and get drafted top 10 next year if yeah. everything domino falls his way because he has that electric arm as well. Uh, and then, yeah, Javon Bullard, you want to talk about a guy who kept that defense together a couple points, especially in the playoff yeah. run for Georgia uh, safety and, and that that incredible star position Javon he should be up there uh I, I agree with that I think that um I tell you what we talked about this earlier with like the Ohio State thing and their their draft picks Washington with, with a ton of talent in here um getting back down towards like the like later on in the uh in the list here we, we brought this up in the last episode um doing our breakout players having uh Mikael Williams uh come off the edge I there's no way he ends up he's gonna be so good um I talk about Malachi Stars might be one of my favorite dogs. Uh, yeah. yeah, Michael Williams is going to – he's going to be the best defensive end to ever come out of Georgia. Jarvis Jones is there. But I'm, I'm he wow. embarrassed fools as a true freshman last right. year, uh, and he just stormed on. It's it's incredible. I was actually going to ask you, Dallas Turner at 47. I watched – I mean, the, the Bama games, I, that dude stood out every single game. You're talking about a kid that is – a couple of plays away from being looked at in a much different light going into this year. Cause he, he walked into the end zone with that fumble recovery for a touchdown against Tennessee, to, like which I thought was going to complete the comeback um, and should have, if it wasn't for a best interference call, but I'm over it. It's not a big deal. Um, it sounds that way. It sounds that way. Right? No, I, I think that, that the scary part is, and I, I've thrown this out here a bunch. Like I know what Will Anderson did last year or the end of the year before. And I know that people like, like love to kind of hate on him for whatever reason. Dallas Turner hasn't had like like Dallas Turner is gonna gonna benefit from something Will Anderson never had, and that's the fact that that Dallas Turner has like he's got Chris Braswell on the other side. You've got other true freshmen like uh, Keon Keeley that are coming in, so like that. There's been I, I've I've said this set a bunch. You're gonna hear it a bunch more too because I, I think it's one of the most important positions in all all of football, especially in college football. But the, the edge position, right? So twenty four seven sports has been since they've been keeping track of that as a position of rank, right? There's been there's been ten total five star edge players that have been named in the three years that that has been a position they rank, right? Ten total five stars in the three years. Bama has six of them, and that that does not include Will uh, Will Anderson, obviously. So um, I think that he's got a, like the, the surrounding talent. He's going to have to help him. Dallas mm. Turner's going to have a monster season, I think. Um, I think so up, too. He's going to he's going to finish up way above that forty seven. Uh, and why so. do we keep on? One of the things that we keep on getting absolutely tricked into time and time again. I've seen mock drafts take him in the first round, and even at seventy, why is JJ McCarthy even considered a top one hundred player in college football? Because of the helmet that he wears, it's a joke to me. I've watched. He's not a quarterback. Like y'all, I'm, that's not. He's not good at hit what he is stated to be doing. <laughs> I I think I disagree to an extent. I don't okay. think he's, he's the uh, like. There's been mock drafts that have him in the first round. 
it, like what what is we we talk about this more because we talk about the SEC and it's been a, a bigger topic just because it's Georgia, but that whole thing about um about what do you call it um that whole thing about about Georgia's schedule being soft Michigan's was much softer a year ago. It's probably going to be softer this year. Yeah. Like they don't like remember last last year at one point that UConn game was being used as like a like a resume booster for Michigan, which is a fucking joke. It's a joke. Yeah. And you know what? Ben Diesel brings up a really good point here. Um, and I don't think he's trolling, which is great. It says because he had one good game against Ohio State. That's you can't convince me that's not true. And 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 they they it was in come from behind fashion to an extent. Um, he put up a lot of numbers at least against TCU because it was such a high scoring game. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he is a at the end of the season, I'll give you a prediction right here. He ends up with no more than 25 passing touchdowns. And he'll have like like he'll be 24 touchdowns and seven interceptions for 2,800 yards, and he will potentially be a Heisman finals. They'll be talking about him because they're going to go into that Ohio State game 11 or 0 because they don't play anybody. And it's just it's just I mean because he plays quarterback and wears that helmet. There's not a there's not a a program in the history of college football that has been propped up more for shit they did in in world war ii and before than this fucking school like it is they've won a half a natty since 1948 it's it's weird and embarrassing um the other name that struck me on this is i'm gonna gonna go back up a third yeah raheem sanders running back arkansas 38 Uh i mean he he's good yeah i agree 38th best player in the nation though i don't know where you put him because he's he's honestly is he the best tough. running back in the SEC? No, he's not. Okay, thank but, you. Like, and Quinchon Judkins is ranked ahead of him, so he's got that. I, I think the best running back in the SEC by year's end is going to be different than any of these names we hear on the list. I, I think – I last week. I think Branson Robinson is going to have a, a massive year at UGA. I think he has a breakout year. I know. I got you, idiot. Um, <laughs> I, I do think that Bama's going to have a, a name that's going to be a household name by the end of the season. No, like, I'm not sure who it's going to be yet. It could be Justice Haynes. It could be someone else. Yeah. But I think, I think that also happens. The Raheem Sanders thing is just like – is he listed ahead of KJ Jefferson? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. KJ Jefferson is is not on here. Uh, I I'm sorry. What? I haven't found him yet. I'm I'm searching back again. So let me try. Oh, that's um, a fucking joke. No, You're KJ right, Jefferson. Not. I have not seen. No, he did not make the list. That's insane. That's insane to me. Like, because because I was gonna say you kind of put him on there just because it's the same as KJ Jefferson in terms of the fact that like, um, I don't I don't know that that is that is too much. All right, listen, we've gone for an hour. Okay, producer Dan's gonna be mad. Um, we're gonna get to audience questions next week. We got a bunch of new stuff uh, that that we're gonna be laying out there. Some changes are coming to the podcast, which we'll talk about. Uncle Chris is gonna have to watch his language a little bit more. Um, college football censored coming in hot. So um, that's a great title. It's something for sure. All right. Tell them where they can find you. Thank you again, Clint, for coming on. Uh, we appreciate it. you've been a great guest host. Um, yeah. And then and just tell the, the the audience where they can find your stuff. Yeah. It's always a blast to be here. We are Locked on Bulldogs. Uh, find us on, over on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. Dogs spelled D-A-W-G-S podcast. Interact with us over there. And then, yeah, go follow us on YouTube as well as any podcast. Locked on Podcast. Locked on Bulldogs. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, listen, make sure you... Um, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Leave a five-star review. Um, you guys know that I thrive off of uh, ADD meds and validation. So we appreciate all of that. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, y'all.